Welcome, Christian Israel. This is Eurofolk Radio. Today is February 25th, 2023. And today we're going to beginning uh, into the book of Ezra. And uh, Ezra and Nehemiah are the two most racist books <laughs> in the entire Old Testament. Of course, we know in Christian identity that the entire book preaches racial segregation for true Israelites. And uh, that's something that the mainstream churches, uh, they won't touch that with a 20-foot 20 bo- 20, 20 boomerang. Uh, they'll never touch uh, those verses that uh, teach racial separation. So, but we have a little bit of uh, a prelude here before we get into Ezra. Uh, I'll turn it over to you uh, and uh, take it away, Dan. Okay. Number one is they'd lose half their congregation. Probably, yeah, and... <laughs> right. All right, right, right. Oh, by the way, yeah. before you even get started, I'm just turning on my browser here, and there's a photograph here of, uh, it says, viral post about bug in food leads to discovery of nearly 20 dead cockroaches. <laughs> And a popular Florida chicken joint. Now, wait a minute. Now, it shows there's a, a, a virtually intact cockroach embedded in the breading of this fried chicken, right? But aren't, they, aren't we supposed to eat ground-up bugs? <laughs> isn't that the new new item on the menu, Dan? <laughs> right? Isn't yeah, that- isn't that what Klaus, Klaus Schwab tells us? That we're gonna, right, yeah. Uh, we're going to own nothing, and we're going to like it, and we're going to eat these bugs, and eat we're going to like that. Eat, eat bugs. That's that's a new insult. Eat bugs. There you go, folks. Eat bugs. Wow, what a disgusting sight. Anyway, over to you. Okay. okay. Yeah. The title of this article is Why 70 Years in Babylon. <clears throat> My understanding has been that the 70 years Israel spent in exile in Babylon had to do with the Sabbath years that the Lord had commanded them to observe when they came into the promised land. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 4. The time they spent in exile was to make up the years of rest that the land had been denied by the Israelites, not observing this command from the Lord. Is this correct? Israel had apparently failed to observe the land's one year and seven Sabbath for 490 years. Wow. So the term of the Babylonian captivity was set at 70 years to make up the deficit. Second Chronicles chapter 36, verse 21 says, The land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the time of its desolation. It rested until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of Yahweh spoken by Jeremiah. <clears throat> this is a reference to Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11. Okay, can you imagine how uh, how Yahweh feels about us today after, what, <laughs> 2,000 oh, years no. of neglecting the seven-year land rest? What's Not our, good. What's our punishment going to be this time? <laughs> okay, uh, let me get that link for you. But go ahead and um, uh, st- start uh, Ezra, please. Okay, <clears throat> Ezra chapter 1. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of Yahweh by mouth, by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. Yahweh stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom. 
and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, Yahweh, God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of Yahweh, God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. Well, okay, now, it's obvious that Cyrus, being a Persian, being an Aramean, was a Shemite, okay? And so he was a distant kinsman, but we have to say that all 12 brothers, the sons of Jacob, married Aramean women, okay? And uh, they they went back to the old country, (laughs) in those days it was the old country, and got their wives from among these Aramean Shemites. All right? So uh, we are allowed to intermarry with those people because they are white Adamites. Back to you. Verse 4. And whosoever remaineth in any place where he sojourneth, let the man of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts, beside the freewill offering for the house of God that is in Jerusalem. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit God had raised to go up to build the house of Yahweh, which is in Jerusalem. And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods and with beasts and with precious things beside all that was willingly offered. Also Cyrus, the king, brought forth the vessels of the house of Yahweh, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem, and had put them in the house of his gods. Even those did Cyrus, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. Now, why does it say prince of Judah instead of prince of the Jews? Jews, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why the discrepancy? They get it right here, don't they? Yeah, here it's correct. Yes, yeah. Now, we see that Cyrus is a worshiper of Yahweh. Okay? He's a worshiper of Yahweh. He understands who Yahweh is because he is a kinsman of the nation of Aram. And uh, distantly related to Abraham for sure. Not all that distantly either. So uh, he understands that Yahweh is the God of Israel. Back to you. Great stuff. Verse 9. And this is the number of them, 30 chargers of gold, 1,000 chargers of silver, 9 and 20 knives, 30 basins of gold, silver basins of a second sort, 410, and other vessels, 1,000. All the vessels of gold and of silver were 5,400. All these did Sheshbazar bring up with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. Okay, now who is Sheshbazar? I'm trying to remember because uh, it, it doesn't give us the name of the leader of the Judahites here. It just talks about him, but it doesn't get Verse 5. Then rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites with all them whose spirit had raised, 
God had raised to go up to build the house of Yahweh, which is in Jerusalem. So it just, who's the chief? So there was a ruler over Judah in exile. Okay, I'm sure his name is going to come up. Uh, his name escapes me at the moment. I should know. That's something I should know. Somebody slap me. <laughs> All right, chapter 2. Chapter 2. Now these are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity of those which had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away unto Babylon, and came again unto Jerusalem and Judah, every one unto his city, which came with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Realiah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvei, Rehum, and Baana, the number of the men of the people of Israel, the children of Parosh, 2,172, <clears throat> the children of Shephatiah, 372, the children of Era, 775, the children of Pahath Moab, of the children of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812, the children of Elam, 1,254, the children of Zatu, 945, the children of Zakai, 703 score, or 760, the children of Bani, 642, the children of Bebi, 623, the children of Asgad, 1,222. The children of Adonikam, 666. The children of Bigbi, 2,056. The children of Aden, 454. The children of Ater of Hezekiah, 98. The children of Bezai, 323. The children of Jorah, 112. The children of Hashem, 223. The children of Gibar, 95. The children of Bethlehem, 123. The men of Nedephah, 56. The men of Anathoth, 128. The children of Asmaveth, 42. The children of Kerjath Arim, Chepharah and Beeroth, 743. The children of Ramah and Gaba, 621. The men of Mikmas, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 223. The children of Nebo, 52. The children of Magbish, 156. The children of the other Elam, 1,254. The children of Haran, 320. The children of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 725. The children of Jericho, 345. The children of Senea, 3,630. The priests, the children of Jediah, of the house of Joshua, 973. The children of Emmer, 1,052. The children of Pasher, 1,247. The children of Haram, 1,017. The Levites, the children of Jeshua and Cadmiel, 
of the children of Hodaviah, 74. The singers, the children of Asaph, 128. The children of the porters, the children of Shalom, the children of Ater, the children of Talman, the children of Akab, the children of Hadata, the children of Shobai, in all, 139. The Nethanims, the children of Ziha, the children of Hasufa, the children of Tabaoth, the children of Keras, the children of Siah, the children of Padon, the children of Lebana, the children of Hagabah, the children of Akab, the children of Hagab, the children of Shalmai, the children of Hanan, the children of Giddel, the children of Gahar, the children of Riah, the children of Rezin, the children of Nakoda, the children of Gazim, the children of Uzzah, the children of Paseah, the children of Besai, the children of Asna, the children of Mahunim, the children of Nafusim, the children of Bakbuk, the children of Hakufa, the children of Harher, the children of Basluth, the children of Mahida, the children of Harsha, the children of Barkos, the children of Sisera, the children of Thema, the children of Neziah, the children of Hadatha, the children of Solomon's servants, the children of Sotai, the children of Sophereth, the children of Peruda, the children of Jayala, the children of Darkon, the children of Giddel, the children of Shephathiah, the children of Hattel, the children of Pachareth, of Zibiam, the children of Ammi. All the Nethanims and the children of Solomon's servants were 392. And these were they which went up from Telmela, Telharsa, Cherub, Adan, and Emmer. They could not show their father's house and their seed, whether they were of Israel. Ooh. That's okay. pretty... Racial yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, back back to you. Oh, by the way, yeah, in the very first verse, it's uh, uh, Zerubbabel or Zerubbabel, who was the uh, king of uh, Judah in exile. Okay, so because the uh, what do you call it, the uh, line of descent from Judah down to Messiah had to be had to remain pure, and you know, had to be transplanted to Babylon for this time period. Fortunately, there in Babylon, we had a king who was friendly to Israel and also a Yahweh worshiper. So that enabled the bloodline, the pure bloodline of Yahshua Messiah to be maintained intact. Back to you. Verse 60. The children of Deliah, the children of Tobiah, the children of Nakoda, 652. And of the children of the priests, the children of Habiah, the children of Kaz, the children of Barzillai, which took a wife of the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite, and was called after their name. These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy, but they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted from the priesthood. Ooh, okay. Boy, that's that's rough. <laughs> how yeah. many how many so called Christian priests today are polluted in this sense? Mm-hmm. Eh? So what's the point of all of these genealogies? As the churches claim, these are meaningless, worthless genealogies that have no, no point being even re- recorded, right? That's how that's, you got your citizenship. You proved your citizenship yeah, to Israel. 
Right, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, and, and America. Your, your racial purity. Yeah, and the, and the original Americans had to prove that they were white. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the racial integrity of Israel is the most important thing in the Bible, folks. The most important thing. And all of the denominations that teach otherwise, let them be damned. Yep. Back to you. Verse 63. And the Tershatha said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things till there stood up a priest with Urim and with Thummim. The whole congregation together was 42,303 score, beside their servants and their maids, of whom there were 7,337. And there were among them 200 singing men and singing women. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, their asses Six thousand seven hundred and twenty. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Mules, mules are hybrids. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are. Israel was not allowed to breed mules, but they apparently they were allowed to purchase them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yahweh's being kind to us because mules are much easier to handle than donkeys. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to you. You know, we're not even supposed to mix uh, different cloths. That's right. Uh, and certainly different seeds of different fields. You know, you're supposed to keep mm-hmm. the wheat segregated from the corn. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're supposed to be separate with all that, wouldn't it only follow that yeah. we should be separate among our own breeding? No, <laughs> no. That's logical, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Christianity is not a logical religion. Not at all. All it right. It's a feel good religion. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Snuggle up to those little nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right. So the genealogy of the Nethanims is questionable, uh, many of them being descended from Solomon. How many of Solomon's uh, offspring uh, of these Nethanim, almost said Nephilim, Nethanim uh, were of, uh, you know, those uh, forbidden women. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is interesting verse, stuff, folks. Yeah, go ahead. Verse 68. And some of the chief of their father, of the fathers, when they came to the house of Yahweh, which is at Jerusalem, offered freely for the house of God to set it up in his place. They gave after their ability unto the treasure of the work three score and one thousand drams of gold and five thousand pounds of silver and one hundred priests' garments. So the priests and the Levites and some of the people and the singers and the porters and the Nethanims dwelt in their cities and all Israel in their cities. Okay, I would think that Zerubbabel would have um, inspected these people very closely, and to whatever extent he could, uh, which is evident here, uh, recorded, found any records of their genealogy before allowing them back into the company of Judah, right? But you know, he may have made a mistake or two, right? Uh, obviously, this is done in haste. 
you know, let's get let's get the uh, let's get the hell out of Babylon and let's get back to Jerusalem, which is you know their intent. They want to reestablish Yahweh's law in Jerusalem. That's what this is all about, okay? And reclaim uh, the Holy Land. Now the Jews claim that the returnees from Babylon did not reestablish the laws of Yahweh, but invented a new religion, namely Judaism. That's what the Jews teach. It's very obvious, folks, that that is a lie. And as you read through these two books of Ezra and Nehemiah, you will easily discover that it is a lie. Right. Okay. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. And when the seventh month was come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of God, of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. And they set the altar upon his basis, for fear was upon them because of the people of those countries. And they offered burnt offerings thereon unto Yahweh, even burnt offerings morning and evening. They kept also the Feast of Tabernacles, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings by number, according to the custom, as the duty of every day required. And afterward offered the continual burnt offering, both of the new moons and of all the set feasts of Yahweh that were consecrated, and of everyone that willingly offered a freewill offering unto Yahweh. From the first day of the seventh month began they to offer burnt offerings unto Yahweh, but the foundation of the temple of Yahweh was not yet laid. They gave money also unto the masons and to the carpenters, and meat and drink and oil unto them of Zidon and to them of Tyre, to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the Sea of Joppa, according to the grant that they had of Cyrus, king of Persia. Okay, so it's it's obvious here that they traveled during the late summer and arrived in Jerusalem just in time to observe the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, so that's why they, they didn't start by... Uh, practicing Passover, they just weren't there in time, and more than likely, it's even though the heat of the summer is bad, uh, the, traveling in the winter would be worse, because you can't do any foraging in the winter in Mesopotamia. You know, so they more than likely, they took the long route, the boomerang route, you know, from uh, uh, the Mesopotamia, uh, what do they call it now, the uh, Fertile Crescent, Okay, so they took the boomerang route along the crescent, you know, because there would be plenty of water and there would be food for them to eat in that area. But uh, they wouldn't go directly across the desert. (laughs) That would be probably fatal. All right, back to you. Verse 8. Now, in the second year of their coming unto the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month, began Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and the remnant of their brethren, the priests and the Levites, and all they that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem, and appointed the Levites, 
from 20 years old and upward to set forward the work of the house of Yahweh. Then stood Yeshua with his sons and his brethren, Cadmiel and his sons, the sons of Judah, together to set forward the workmen in the house of God, the sons of Hinnadad, with their sons and their brethren, the Levites. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahweh, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise Yahweh, after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto Yahweh, because he is good, for his mercy endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised Yahweh, because the foundation of the house of Yahweh was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers, who were ancient men, that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy. Tears of joy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's so, what we'll be singing after the judgment day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that day. So that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. <laughs> For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the mixed, noise was heard afar off. Mixed emotions, right? Yep. To the extreme. All right. Great stuff. Well, this is absolutely great stuff. I mean, it's going to get better. Yeah, it's going to get better. And uh, it's for those of us who know that we are Israel. This is our history. It's not Jewish history, as you've been falsely led to believe. This is our history. And I can feel their joy, and I can feel their pain. We need to be we need to be in the moment here, reliving our history. Thank you. Please continue. Now, uh, chapter four. Now, when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity builded a temple unto Yahweh God of Israel, then they came to Zerubbabel, and to the chief of the fathers. And said unto them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God, as you do, and we do sacrifice unto him since the days of Esarhaddon, king of Asher, which brought us up hither. Okay, but that, that may be true. It may be true that they sacrificed to Yahweh during the 70-year period. However... What other gods did they sacrifice to, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right? That, the pagans would sacrifice to any old god just to yeah. hedge their bets, right? To, well, mm -hmm. to throw the yeah. dice, maybe we'll get the right god this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Verse 3. But Zerubbabel and Yeshua and the rest of the chief of the fathers of Israel said unto them, you have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God, but we ourselves together will build unto Yahweh, God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building. Okay, so you see, you see how uh, sincere they were? Uh, exactly. When, when yep. Zerubbabel said, no, uh, no, we don't need your thanks, but no thanks, right? So then they began to hinder 
the Judahites in their building. You think they would have hindered the building uh, underway? Maybe they would have knocked a scaffold down or two deliberately, right? (laughs) Okay, this is why, folks, we have to be segregated from all the other races. Period. It was probably, they only wanted to contribute probably for political reasons. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well. It wasn't wasn't out of sincerity, for sure. Everybody knows, all of the enemies of Israel knew that as long as Israel worshipped Yahweh, Israel would prosper, right? And so, yeah, well, that's why, why do you think all these other races come to America? Exactly. Yeah, because... They they want to take part in the blessings, but they don't uh, want to contribute. That's right, that's right. Yeah, all these uh, immigrants, so-called, coming across the border who are being paid who are being paid by the international Jew to infest our country. It's not bad enough we're infested by Jews, but they're paying other people to infest our country. When will our people ever learn that the Bible teaches racial segregation? Absolutely. All right, please continue. And we're not talking about our own people coming over here, European. Oh, of course not. You know, yeah, yeah. We're All talking right. about these Kenyans and right, yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be here because <laughs> I was yep. I was born in Germany, right? Yeah, I'm a I'm a naturalized citizen, not a uh, what's the word born citizen, for lack of a better word. All right, back to you. Okay, verse four. Then the I just read this. Then the people yeah. of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and troubled them in building, uh-huh. and hired counselors against them to frustrate oh, their purpose. See, that's what happens when you invite foreigners into your land, folks. Mm-hmm. When will we ever learn to frustrate their purpose? All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Wow. In in the reign of Hesurus, in the beginning of his reign, wrote they unto him an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so they conspired against us. Okay? Now, do you think, Dan, that in these troublous times that we are living in, with non-whites attacking whites all over the place, do you think maybe this is a wake-up call? It should be. It should be. It better be. It better be. Okay? They should all read Ezra and Nehemiah, every last one of them. All right. You know, why do these people want to come? They hate us, right? That's right. The other races hate us, but they always want to follow us wherever we go. They always want to live where we are. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of the the Canaanite woman who wanted a, a, a miracle to heal her daughter from Yeshua. And he told her, I cannot give you the children's bread, lady. You're not an Israelite. She said, well, I'll take crumbs. (laughs) So wherever we go, people eat the crumbs we leave behind. Mm -hmm. But, of course, when the infestation gets so bad, speaking of cockroaches, if you got so many cockroaches in your house that they're they're contaminating everything, then do you think maybe your civilization might start declining and there won't be that prosperity anymore? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And who do you think's behind all of this? Oh no! Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you right. think these people come over here just out of their own free will? Without- uh, well, well, that's a really good point because most of these so-called migrants are actually being paid. They're, mm-hmm. they're being paid to, to uh, uh, you know, invade America. And uh, the uh, piece I read last night on Yahweh's Covenant People said that those who have money, like Indians, not American Indians, but East Indians, pay up to $70,000 to be escorted across the border. Wow. $70,000. And I forget what other group, uh, $37,000, something like that, they they paid. So those, come on, Are, are these people deliberately... Uh, coming here to agitate like these people here in the book of Ezra? Or are they so desperate to get out of their own countries where they're, they're well, here, India. The Indian people have more gold saved up than any other, you know, people on the face of the earth. They have gold buried in, in their, you know, backyards everywhere. But what kind of life do they have in India? You know, there's filth in the streets. You know, it's... Yeah, they would rather live in America where we have clean streets. <laughs> or they used to have clean streets anyway, right? But this yeah. proves the point. If we don't remain segregated, then we we no longer are the light to the world. We can't be the light to the world if we don't remain segregated. Period. I mean, that's just logical, Dan. <laughs> there we go. We're trying to be logical again. All right. You can't have that. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Verse 7. And in the days of Artaxerxes wrote Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabil, and the rest of their companions unto Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And And the writing of the letter was written in the Syrian tongue and interpreted in the Syrian tongue. Rehum, the chancellor, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter against Jerusalem to Artaxerxes, the king, in this Uh sort. Uh Uh-huh, there we go. All right. They're conspiring against us. Yep. Then wrote Rehum, the chancellor, and Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their companions, the the Dinaites, the Aphersathites, the Tarpalites, the Aphersites, the Archivites, the Babylonians, the Susanchites, the Dehavites, and the Elamites. Oh, very interesting. The, the, the Susanchites, okay, which probably means Susa, people of Susa. And that's where, uh, what's her name? Uh, Esther was, was uh, captive, right? And so the interesting thing about the book of Esther is that we're finding out that these Persians, number one, they are our kinsmen. They don't practice our religion, but we're not necessarily racially forbidden to intermarry with them because they are, in fact, Aramaeans. However, Esther, when the king picked her to be his wife, she uh, she fretted about whether or not she was doing the right thing in uh, allowing him, herself to be married to him. And she said, if if I be, uh, I forget her exact words, if if I be judged, I be judged. Uh, 
you know, I'll be his wife, and if Yahweh condemns me for it, so be it. That's basically the, the gist of what she was saying. But under what we're finding out here from the book of Ezra, chances are, and certainly the upper classes of Persia, would have remained pure. In fact, uh, you know, the, the vast majority of the Persians would have been uh, you know, a segregated society by themselves also. Okay, So the, uh, the uh, Babylon under the Persians was not the awful place it was under the, the Babylonians. Okay, back to you. I was going to say not all white people are Israelites, but there. all Israelites are white people. There you go. Very good. No, that's the, you're being logical again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that. Can't do not that. Even... No, that's not allowed in Judeo-Christianity. <laughs> Verse 9. Then wrote Rehum the chancellor and Shimshot the scribe and the rest of their companions, the, Den- the Denites, the Apharsathites, the Tarpalites, the, Aphars- the Aphersites, the Archivites, the, I think I just read this, the Babylonians, the Susanchites, the Dehavites, and the Elamites, and the rest of the nations whom the great and noble Asnapper brought over and set in the cities of Samaria, and the rest that are on this side the river and at such a time. This is the copy of the letter that they sent unto him, even unto Artaxerxes the king. Thy servants, the men on this side the river, and at such a time, be it known unto the king that the Jews. No, 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 no. no. The Judites. Judites. Right. <laughs> All right. You got to catch, you got to catch that kind of stuff, Dan. <laughs> you do. They sneak but, it but, in, don't they? Yeah, right, right. Oh, man. Talk about sneaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the Judites, which came up from thee to us, are come unto Jerusalem, building the rebellious and the bad city. And have set up the walls thereof and joined the foundations. Be it known now unto the king that if this city be builded and the walls set up again, then they will not pay toll, tribute, and custom, and so shall endamage the revenue of the kings. Now, because we have maintenance from the king's palace, and it was not meet for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore have we sent and certified the king that search may be made in the book of the records of thy fathers. So shalt thou find in the book of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto kings and provinces and that they have moved sedition within the same of old time for which was cause was for which cause was this city destroyed. That's uh, okay. So again, why are they going through the genealogical records to weed out the half breeds? And the non-breeds, right? That's why they're doing exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We certify the king that if this city be builded again and the walls thereof set up, by this means thou shalt have no portion on this side the river. Then the king sent, then sent the king an answer unto Rehum the chancellor, and to Shimshai the scribe, and to the rest of their companions that dwell in Samaria and unto the rest beyond the river. Peace, and at such a time. The letter which you sent unto us has been plainly read before me. And I commanded, and search has been made, and it is found that this city of old time has made insurrection against kings, 
and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. There have been mighty kings also over Jerusalem, which have ruled over all countries beyond the river, and toll, tribute, and custom was paid unto them. Give ye now commandment to cause these men to cease, and that this city be not builded, until another commandment shall be given from me. Take heed now that ye fail not to do this. Why should damage grow to the herd of the kings? Now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum and Shimshai the scribe and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem unto the Judahites right. and made them to cease <laughs> by force and power. Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Okay, so let me be logical here for a moment. It's obvious that they're trying to preserve the bloodline of Judah and Israel here in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. Everybody in the world knows that the Jewish people are of mixed race. Okay, if you don't know that, you don't know anything. The Jews. A little bit of Canaanite blood. Uh, right, of yeah, black blood, Persian blood, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, heathen blood, Eskimo blood, you name it. Okay? There's None of this makes any sense if you assume that the Jews are these people. Makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Chapter 5. Then the prophets... Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Iddo prophesied unto the Judahites that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Then rose up Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josedach and began to build the house of God which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. At the same time came to them Tatnai, governor on this side the river, and Sheth Arbazani and their companions, and said thus unto them, Who has commanded you to build this house, and to make up this wall? Then said we unto them after this manner, What are the names of the men that make this building? But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews. No! (laughs) I'm watching! (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, force force of... Wabbit, as uh, Bugs yeah. Bunny would say. <laughs> oh, no, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> right. So okay. I'll read that again. But the yeah. eye of their God was upon the elders of the Judahites. There you go. That they could not cause them to cease till the matter came to Darius. And then they returned answer by letter concerning this matter. The copy of the letter that Tatnai, governor on this side the river, and Sheth Harbazani, and his companions, the Afarsakites, which were on this side, the river, sent unto Darius the king. Okay, the Arfaxad uh, is uh, also a Shemite. Okay, so we can see that that area, that area known as Babylon at this point in time was populated by Shemites who were, well, a lot of them were Chaldeans, and some of them were paganized. In fact, most of them were. But the fact is, they knew about Yahweh, and they were probably, you know, they understood who Yahweh was, but they were not given the command to obey Yahweh exclusively as we Israelites are 
Okay, so, but nevertheless, they were very friendly to Judah. This is obvious here. From, and this letter, a lot of these letters uh, from Ahasuerus and Darius have been preserved. This is historical stuff, folks. The Bible is true. That's right. Okay. Verse 7. They sent a letter unto him, wherein was written thus. Unto Darius the king, all peace. Be it known unto the king that we went into the province of Judea to the house of the great God, which is built with great stones, and timber is laid in the walls, and this work goes fast on and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders and said unto them thus, Who commanded you to build this house and to make up these walls? We asked their names also, to certify thee, that we might write the names of the men that were the chief of them. And thus they returned unto us answer, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and build the house that was builded these many years ago, which a great king of Israel builded and set up. But after that our fathers had provoked the God of heaven unto wrath. He gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and carried the people away into Babylon. But in the first year of Cyrus, the king of Babylon, the same king Cyrus made a decree to build this house of God. And the, be- and, and the vessels of gold and silver of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that was in Jerusalem and brought them into the temple of Babylon, those did Cyrus the king take out of the temple of Babylon. And they were delivered unto one whose name was Sheshbazar, whom he had made governor, and said unto him, Take these vessels, go, carry them into the temple that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be built in his place. Then came the same Sheshbazar, and laid the foundation of the house of God which is in Jerusalem. And since that time, even until now, has it been in building, and yet it is not finished. Now, therefore, if it seems good to the king, let there be search made in the king's treasure house, which is there at Babylon, whether it be so that a decree was made of Cyrus, the king, to build this house of God at Jerusalem and let the king send his pleasure to us concerning this matter. Okay, so apparently Babylon, because there was a prophecy that the city of Babylon would be barren henceforth forever from its destruction. So none of these kings of the Persians and Medes lived at that city. They didn't bother to re- try to rebuild it. They were probably aware of the curse as well. But nevertheless, hey, there's there's, there's gold there. <laughs> let's, let's dig out the gold. And so, because it says it was still there in, in Babylon. But, you know, these uh, these monarchs were so rich, they they didn't care about that. All right, so, but if they needed it, they could always go get it. All right, chapter 6. Chapter 6. Then Darius, the king, made a decree, and search was made in the house of the rolls, where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at, found at Akmetha, in the palace that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and therein was a record thus written. In the first year of Cyrus, the king, the same Cyrus, the king, made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. 
Let the house be builded, the place where they offered sacrifices, and let the foundations thereof be strongly laid, the height thereof threescore cubits, and the breadth thereof threescore cubits, with three rows of great stones and a row of new timber, and let the expenses be given out of the king's house. And also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple, which is at Jerusalem, and brought unto Babylon, be restored, and brought again unto the temple, which is at Jerusalem, every one to his place, and place them in the house of God. Now therefore, Tatnai, governor beyond the river, Shetharbosnai, and your companions, the Apharsakites, which are beyond the river, be ye far from thence. Let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews, the Judites, and the elders of the Judites build this house of God in his place. Moreover, I make a decree what ye shall do to the elders of these Judites for the building of this house of God, that of the king's goods, even of the tribute beyond the river, for with expenses be given unto these men, that they be not hindered. And that which they have need of, both young bullocks and rams and lambs, for the burnt offerings of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, according to the appointment of the priests which are at Jerusalem, let it be given them day by day without fail, that they may offer sacrifices of sweet savors unto God of he- the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and of his sons. Also I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled down from his house, and being set up, let him be hanged thereon. Oh, 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 man. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. let his house be made a dunghill. <laughs> right, okay. So, boy, I wish I had friends like these. Yeah. Okay. Pay, pay my way through life and, and destroy my enemies? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. really, it's really yeah. obvious that Yahweh had set up the kingdom of the Medes and Persians to assist Judah at this point in time. No doubt about it. Okay. Verse 12. And the God that has caused his name to dwell there destroy all kings and people that shall put to their hand to alter and to destroy this house of God, which is at Jerusalem. I, Darius, have made a decree let it be done with speed. Amen. Then Tatnai, governor on this side the river, and Sheth Barznai and their companions, according to that which Darius the king had sent, so they did speedily. And the elders of the Jew, uh, Judahites <laughs> built it. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, force of habit. Yeah, it happens to me occasionally too. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> And they and they prophes- and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet of Zechariah, the son of Iddo. And they built it and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month, Adar, which was in the sixth year of the reign of Darius, the king. And the children of Israel, the priests and the Levites and the rest of the children of the captivity kept the dedication of this house of God with joy and offered at the dedication of this house of God a hundred bullocks, 200 rams, 400 lambs, 
and for a sin offering for all Israel, twelve he-goats, according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. And the children of the captivity kept the Passover upon the 14th day of the first month. For the priests and the Levites were purified together. All of them were pure and killed the Passover for all the children of the captivity and for their brethren, the priests, and for themselves. And the children of Israel, which were come again out of captivity, and all such had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the heathen of the land to seek Yahweh, God of Israel, did eat and kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For Yahweh had made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria unto them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Okay. Interesting how it says the last, the last word, few words there, the God of Israel. It doesn't say the God of the entire world, does it? Right. There you go. It says the God of Israel. Well, this is just it because we Israelites, must obey only one God. We are the inventors of monotheism. Okay, The rest of the world, Jews included, because their religion includes Kabbalah and the Zohar, which are all devil worship. Okay, Only Israelites have the one exclusive God to ourselves, namely Yahweh. All other people worship all kinds of gods. Okay? Usually gold. <laughs> worship images made of gold and silver and that sort of thing, right? So this is what our people simply do not understand. And we are not to worship any other gods. You know, look at the what the churches are doing. They're inviting Muslims, uh, Wiccans, Jews, mm-hmm. and other people to preach in the house of worship of true Israel. What are they doing? They're, they're so far afield. They're so they become so apostatized that they don't even know what's what. They don't even realize that they're offending the God that begat them. You know why they do that, don't you? We well, all know why they do it. It's because they want to bring more money into the church. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, it's all but, about money. They want to. The more people you can bring in, no matter who they are—black, well, white, green, yellow, purple—that's yeah, more yeah. money. Yeah. In the coffer. However, those those other colored races they don't uh, they don't bring in very much. <laughs> but 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 since True. the white pe- since the white people are leaving the congregations, well they got to do something, you know. So yeah, so if you double and triple the congregation, you might make up for the loss of the white people. Right. 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 Yeah. See, cuz it's all about money these days, folks. The Judeo-Christian churches are all about money. And uh, somebody told me, and I, I believe it's 100% true, that if the uh, pastor of a particular church isn't a Freemason, then the uh, underneath underlings are. Okay, Freemasonry has pretty much taken over the Judeo-Christian churches, you know, at, at the behest of the Jews. So, and, and look at the top televangelists; they're all Freemasons. Who's that text? Freemasonry is Jewish. There you go. It's Jewish. And, and uh, as uh, the founder and the author of uh, 
the the Book of Morals of Freemasonry, Pike, said, our God is Lucifer. So Mm -hmm. these people are Satan worshipers. They don't know it, but they are. And they're violating Yahweh's laws left and right. I don't think there's a law of the kingdom that they obey, you know, because they teach the law has been done away with. So they're lawbreakers, plain and simple. So Yahweh's going to judge these people. He's going to judge them very severely. I don't think they're going to make it. Uh, They're going to be judged just like the Jews are, Mystery Babylon, because they're part of the false prophet. Okay? The false prophet is all corrupted religion, uh, corrupted Christianity, I should say. All forms of corrupted Christianity is the false prophet, and the vast majority of these churches will burn along with Mystery Babylon. Okay? There's no doubt about it. Okay? They'll be cast into the lake of fire. That includes the Catholic Church, the vast majority of Protestant churches, because if you're not obeying Yahweh's laws, he has no use for you. And Satan is so slick anyway. He makes He's so syrupy sweet, you know. You don't have to follow the law. It's, that's just a lot of work. You don't have right. to do all that. Yeah. Just, just believe. Right, right. It's funny because in the Catholic Church, they usually have a pancake breakfast after the service, right? <laughs> Well, in, in Baptist churches, you know, they have these ham dinners that they... Oh, really? Ham dinners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you know, sell tickets. You want to, you know, buy a barbecue dinner plate for oh, right. you know, our church? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah. So uh, talk about heathen Christianity. That's what we have today. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. It's been a really fun show today because we've been looking forward to doing Ezra and Nehemiah all this time because they are so concise in terms of the fact that we Israelites must remain racially segregated from all other people on the planet. Thanks, Dan. Wait till we get to chapter nine next week. Oh, yeah. That's That's right. Okay. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay segregated. You must. What's the song say? You got to keep them separated. Here we go. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Have a Jew-free day. Bye-bye.